Hello and welcome back to Bullamay Crypto. My name is James Gore and this episode is for the 15th of March 2021. I'm going to be doing technical analysis on Bitcoin. It's reached a new all-time high. Amazing. Seeing a bit of a pullback yesterday and today. That's completely to be expected. Going to see if it's a healthy pullback or not. Then we're going to look at some altcoins for opportunities for trades and positions that you can jump into today or some uh, possibilities for you guys. And then jump into news for the fast, from the past couple of days. If you are new here, however, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe and hit that notification bell so you can stay up to date with all things crypto on this channel. So let's take a look at Bitcoin on the daily time frame. We have hit a lovely new all time high reaching a high of 61,788 on Coinbase, seeing a bit of a retrace now. This dip from the previous all time high only lasted seven days. So from the high to low, that lasted seven days. Comparatively, the previous dip lasted 19 to 20 days. That is really bullish in terms of where the market's heading. It shows there's still a lot of uh, buying pressure and demand. And if we look at on-chain analytics, which if you do follow me on Twitter, underscore bull and bear, you know I post on-chain analytics periodically. We can see there's so much demand for Bitcoin. Loads of Bitcoin is leaving exchanges more than ever before. Coinbase is going to run out of Bitcoin, it seems, sometime this year if there is if they don't kind of do something about it um, because there's ever shockingly low amounts of BTC on their exchange at the moment and it's decreasing. And what's interesting is if you look at the on-chain analytics, um, this Bitcoin's moving into hands that historically don't sell Bitcoin for quite a long time. Um, also, another thing, again, based on on-chain data, is though the people that do... Uh, are the most active traders in terms of moving Bitcoin and trading Bitcoin, that pile of people is reducing. So there's there's a greater sense of hodling uh, and not selling BTC, which of course leads to uh, more demand and a supply shock. So I actually had a friend text me over the weekend saying that he's going to take some profits into BTC. And I said, uh, don't do it. Because um, you're suggesting that on Monday morning the market's going to open, the stock market's open, so we're gonna pe people are going to siphon off their Bitcoin, move it into stocks. And I said, don't do that because there's such strong buying pressure at the moment and demand um, that even if we do see a pullback, you know, it just makes more sense just to buy Bitcoin at this point and not just buy the dip. Ultimately, very very easy to do. buy the dip and not kind of uh, play too much because you could end up losing some Bitcoin because these markets do move rather quickly. And just as just as I said that and said that to him, Bitcoin starts to retrace. So we're going to take a look at the charts on the daily time frame. So Bitcoin's reacting to a key level. So we're going to drill a bit deeper into the four-hour time frame. It's going to give us a bit more information. So you know, daily gives us some decent market structure, but four-hour gives us more more of a story. So uh, another. Adam Neve bottom pattern form, which we did speak about in a previous video, smashed above the 52,170 level, just climbed, 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 new all-time high, retracing, and now we've actually uh, responded relatively well to an area of support that we'd hoped to hold, which was the previous all-time high. So we have broken below. Bitcoin's currently trading at 58,169 US dollars, but that's completely fine. If we take a look at um, previous price history in this level, we don't really have too much to work off. However, most recent price history suggests that $57,100 roughly is a, is, is a respectable level uh, to start scaling into positions. We've already just touched down, you know, we might not even, you know, reach that, you know, based on how Bitcoin typically performs. But the previous high was a good place to have limit orders to scale down on, to try and uh, 
you know enter on this dip we're likely not to see as long a dip on btc um on compared to the last one i know the last one did last seven days but this one's likely to be less probably half that to be honest with you at best and uh, we're already seeing strong strong buying pressure on the on the four hour time frame daily time frame and the rest so bitcoin's looking relatively strong on this move down volume has tapered off again i should probably have not zoomed out to the daily time frame we zoom back into the four hour we can see volume relatively low on this move down we did have one significant spike and climax on this uh maribozu candle down but I've already established a new high low on the four on if we zoom in a bit deeper to the 30 minute time frame, not high or low, but seeing inside bars beginning to form. So Bitcoin's looking relatively bullish, uh, strong buying pressure on multiple time frames, relatively healthy consolidation. What you kind of would expect to see, I would start being concerned if we start breaking below um, the 55,000. 500 usd mark and closing below that level just because on different time frames we could see uh well i've, I've looked already um we can see that's the level that's worth paying attention to let's take a quick look at ethereum fusd so um ethereum didn't quite break its new all-time high it's been a bit weaker than btc did form a new higher low uh on from the previous uh low on the daily time frame fbtc chart is, is a chart that's most important to me personally because my whole philosophy around trading is trying to acquire as much bitcoin as possible of course i'm you know taking profits into cash as and when and then removing you know btc from the market um you know my, say most of my positions are spots and i trade 20 percent of my portfolio in perp contracts which is against against the dollar with the idea of some of that goes into btc cold storage and then some of that's just uh just removed from the market as cash um but or, and of course, most of it goes to just building up that trading account. But most of most of my activity is actually just trading spot versus the BTC pair because ultimately, what's the point in trading uh, spot positions if you're not going to outperform one of the best performing assets? Uh, not one of, but the best performing asset uh, year on year on average. So, you know, the whole name of the game for me personally is acquire as much BTC as possible. I think BTC is going to be worth more in the future. Uh, some ridic potentially ridiculous levels. 100K isn't too unreasonable. 250K isn't too unreasonable. So again, this market cycle, if you can try and trade against Bitcoin and, you know, get as much Bitcoin as possible, fantastic. It's kind of a win-win situation. And if you don't do that successfully, that's fine as well, because typically what ends up happening is you generally end up increasing your USD balance anyway. But I mean, that's not that's not something I'd, I'd focus on. But the game, the name of the game for me personally is as much BTC as possible. So when I'm looking at this Ethereum charts, you know, the, this green bars was the entry that we looked at, and you know, we had uh, quite a nice impulse and moved to the upside. It was quite nice. Took some profits, um, but bit, but Ethereum's kind of given away so much of this move. It's, it's a bit unfortunate. So what I'm going to do is do a bit of a Fibonacci retracement from the absolute low of this move to the high, and just pay attention to some key levels. So anytime we kind of break below the the median, uh, the 50% mark, uh, so the 0.5 Fib, it's not it's not ideal. It shows a bit of sign of weakness here, and now we're trading at the 0.382 Fibonacci level. So. For me, it's it, this is kind of the do or die moment for Ethereum versus Bitcoin because there are other altcoins that would be outperforming and performing quite better, uh, 
quite a lot better. Um, and I do have some Ethereum in cold storage that I'm not touching as well as, as Bitcoin. But as I mentioned on Twitter, which if you don't follow me on Twitter, I highly recommend it's underscore bull and bear. Um, I mentioned on Saturday that Sushi was flying and it was one of the few coins that was actually flying in the market. We're going to look at the Sushi, sushi charts the, uh, a bit in a sec. Um, but I took some profits there and sold 50% of my altcoin position. And that included things like, you know, some of the staple uh, holdings. And after that, Bitcoin started flying, which was good. So, you know, I took profits in Sushi, put some of it into Bitcoin, took some profits, liquidated half of my portfolio and then put it into Bitcoin. And then Bitcoin said, you all time high, rotated, rotated that round. It was really, really good. But so but Ethereum is just one of those coins that, you know, there's other opportunities in the market. You know, you could probably chuck money at a lot of these other coins. Let me just look at Uniswap because Uniswap is kind of the standout um, DeFi token. And the Uniswap chart at the moment looks way stronger than the Ethereum chart at the moment. So, yeah, you know, Uniswap has reached a new high versus the BTC pairing. Um, and... It has given away a, you know, a bit of that move. But if we do a FIB retracement and look at um, how much it's given away, you know, it's hovering around the mid-level mark now. So, you know, if it can hold this level, it's likely we're going to move on to, a, you know, uh, a higher level with Uniswap. And, you, and you, you'll be able to acquire much more BTC this way versus something like Ethereum. And there's loads of coins out there like this, which is, which is why for me, I'm probably going to uh, consider killing some of my Ethereum trades as well. Um, if we look at Uniswap as well on the, the BTC chart, we can see where we should kind of maintain this level of support just because there's so much trading activity around the 52,000 Satoshi mark that if we don't, we're likely to set some significant lower lows. So Uniswap, I just pulled that coin out of my ass really. <laughs> um, it's looking pretty good. Um, have a bit of cup and handle macro pattern forming as well. Let me just turn the magnet tool off. So we have a cup, we have the handle, the neckline and then we've already kind of made a move up um so we're coming down for the retest so again there's options here you know if you're an aggressive trader you can make an entry here on the retest or if you're if you're a bit more patient there's a few different levels you can pay attention to which is this previous resistance which are broken above or the recent high so there's lots of opportunities for you i'd probably be a bit more aggressive with uniswap because it's kind of a, it's a DeFi coin has lots of bullish momentum a lot of trading volume on there um it would make sense if you were looking to kind of look for a coin that would trade against some btc pairing um it'd be one of the stronger ones so this is just an example of kind of my my approach with markets at the moment uh this monday so let me take a look at at the DeFi btc pairings on binance the reason why i'm doing this and looking at all of them because I want to see how volatile things are because Bitcoin is retracing at the moment. Let me look at the Sushi chart first, though. I did say I'd look at Sushi first. And the reason being Sushi versus Tether. So for me personally, this is a really predictable coin. It's been the most predictable coin since uh, it's been, it broke above the $17.3 mark. The reason being is because it kept closing below. It it break above, close above, then break below, and then we'd we'd have uh, some knife catching opportunities, and just basically have an ascending triangle pattern with some swing failure aspects to it. So, right now it's in an upward channel. Anytime there's a touch of this upward channel, I take profit. That's literally what I did. Gave away the majority of this move. I re-entered uh, a bit of the position, not everything, but I did re-enter just because we have some uh, a tiny bit of price action here on some uh short time frames but sushi versus tether you know it's looking pretty good but if we look at bitcoin chart again it's one of those coins that um it's actually performed really well because you can see here is the entry around 
950 to 1,000 satoshis. That's where our entry was when I posted on TradingView. Also posted this on Twitter for you guys. And it, you know, it rocketed off, which was fantastic. Um, took some profits around the 4,200 4, satoshi mark reloaded around 3000 satoshis and it's been a bit iffy it's been it hasn't really been able to establish a higher high and we have a bit of a cup and handle pattern forming now or an adam knee depending on how you look at it um but sushi's looking stronger and it's held some of its its value versus a btc um so i would arguably say you know uniswap probably looked a bit better because it's got a got a nice position but you know sushi's sushi as well is looking pretty good so it's an, you know another exchange-based token so let's talk about exchange-based tokens ftt so ftx token is has been one of the stronger tokens in the market um forming a bit of a double top double tweezer top pattern at the moment so too long upper wicks so if we do establish a new uh, candle tomorrow that breaks down, so a new low, then it's likely going to see uh, a bit of cons some serious consolidation on that one. But versus the Bitcoin pairing, the charts pretty much look the same as the USDT chart. It's been on, on absolute fire. And it's, again, right now, uh, I think 50% of my portfolio is in FTT after I liquidated everything. So it's mostly FTT uh, and then Sushi. And that's pretty much it for the swing portfolio. Um, I do have some stuff in cold storage that I'm just not willing to touch. And, you know, FTT token, looking at it from a fundamental perspective and looking at the exchange tokens, you know, there's so much innovation happening on FTT. I mean, Binance has been copying some of their contracts. I looked at, I looked through the news today. Binance has copied uh, a bunch of their contracts and, and their um, how they were funding Bitcoin margin. So they're now funding with USDT coin margin. Um, that's an FTX, that's an FTX thing. So, uh, they have, you know, I think they have June and March futures uh, launching on Binance as well. So they're basically taking a lot of the innovative aspects of, uh, of FTX token, FTT, the FTX exchange. So there's also some really cool things with FTX token, which is the staking aspect and how you need to use FTX token, FTT to, to participate in, in some of the offerings that are going on on the platform, like Oxygen, which was just recently uh uh release so um running over time with it with the ta but let me just quickly look at the bitcoin pairings for you uh binance bitcoin pairings so um qkc is on fire today engine was the one that, that stood out for me okay so eng versus btc if we drill down to the one hour time frame we can see there's massive amount of profit taking on the previous candle but that's likely to be filled in there's so much bullish momentum here and it's already started to be filled in. When I looked at this morning, it was relatively low. So I'd probably say end in the next couple of days is going to be doing very well versus Bitcoin pairings. That's one to kind of pay attention to. Uh, let me just look at Reef. Reef again. Reef is a bit iffy. And the last one is VeChain because VeChain, last time I looked, looked pretty good. So we're going to look at VeChain versus BTC uh, over on Binance. We're going to zoom out to the daily time frame, but I can already see it's looking really good. It's got it's clear Adam and Eve uh pattern forming um like so it's terrible drawing um but v chain's looking pretty good as well uh to kind of go on a rip it's approaching resistance so if it can break above that resistance we're likely to see a bit of a similar pattern we saw in uniswap where we break above the resistance of the neckline uh go on a bit of a run and then retest and, and see and see how strong that move is so v chain's looking relatively good at the moment so 
that's it for the technical analysis section guys if you haven't already make sure you subscribe like and comment it's going to jump into the news for the next from the past couple of days so ignoring my twitter i'm going to close that off so there's been a bit of uh criticism of binance smart chain in terms of looking at the volume of on bsc and it not really being representative of what's actually happening and you know sbf almeida sam bankman fried so he's the owner of uh founder of uh ftx and uh almeida research um he's basically been saying that the volume on binance smart chain is fake there's a lot of fake volume there's a lot of real volume um and it's not extremely obvious now I can't let me just quickly scroll down through this article because I did see on Twitter that there was uh, a few people that did look into this. So um, Andrew Kong suggesting that there's been a lot of, lot of accusations in terms of activity. So he did release a thread on it. So he stated that most of the questionable activity they saw was that of unique addresses. Uh, one inches exchange chi gas token deployment was primarily attributed to this sudden uptick in unique addresses so when binance scan changed its algorithm to exclude addresses generated by the chi contract the figures normalized he added so it's one inch kind of skewing the data he also added that the volumes on pancake swap have also been highly questionable recently skepticism towards bsc is partially due to high volumes and tvl of pancake swap seemingly coming from nowhere combined with asian exchanges having a reputation of wash trading which they definitely do um, so given that a transaction on PancakeSwap on BSC is 100x cheaper than on than a transaction on Uniswap and PancakeSwap's transaction fee is 20 bits per second versus 30 bips, you would expect significantly more arbitrage opportunity as well. So he's giving explanations as to why he would expect some of the activity on Binance Chain to kind of seem like it's fake. My personal, my personal opinion is it doesn't matter. And, and the reason being is we're so early with, with these decentralized exchanges that there's still a lot of innovation happening and there's going to be a lot of interoperability in terms of uh, automated uh, market makers being able to tap liquidity from like Uniswap, OneInch, uh, uh, PancakeSwap and they will be utilizing the Binance Smart Chain. So it doesn't really matter too much at the moment and if you really look at what's happening, Uniswap is where all the action is despite uh, the increase, you know, you know, despite the cost. Um, the action is mostly on Uniswap and, you know, there has been some suggestion that, um, you know, they, you know, you know, some, some of these platforms could make migrate to different, different base chains like Binance Smart Chain. But I mean, the you know, I mean, if you, if you really want to look at things, if, if, if fees and, um, activity or anything to, to kind of look at, then the Trons, Trons would be where all the, um, all the DeFi action would be happening because Justin Sun basically made it as cheap as possible to to operate on there. So, and there's not and there's not much DeFi happening on on uh, Tron. So it's mostly on Ethereum and then a bit on Binance Smart Chain, which you'd expect because it's one of the largest exchanges, Binance exchanges. So, what does this mean in terms of making money uh, from this? Well, it means uh, Ethereum's not going anywhere. Um, also means that Uniswap, if you are looking to kind of participate. In some DeFi, Uniswap, I'd probably prioritize over Binance, Binance Smart Chain. And, you know, if you had to pick between Uniswap and PancakeSwap, I'd probably 
look at Uniswap first. Moving on. So speaking of Almeida research, Almeida research invests two million to crypto market maker efficient frontier. So there's there's a definite trend coming from uh, from this crew, this group, and they're basically investing in anything that's DeFi and expanding DeFi. So Almeida Research has invested $2 million in a Tel Aviv-based ba market maker claiming to process nearly $10 billion in volume monthly across 50 crypto exchanges, which is pretty insane. The news was announced by Efficient Frontier on March 15th, with the company stating the funding will be used to expand its balance sheet and build its position with the crypto asset sector. So this is a traditional market maker. So the company claims have su supplied liquidity for more than 1,000 pairings in both spot and derivative markets and to be approaching 10 billion in monthly volume across 50 different exchanges, which is pretty crazy. Last month, Almeida Research announced it had invested 40 million to DeFi protocol Oxygen, a Solana-based lending platform that will be integrated onto travel app maps.me. Almeida also invested 50 million uh, maps.me in January with a travel app promising to be decentralized finances, finance to it's 140 million users. So keep an eye on uh, Efficient Frontier. But we can see a trend, guys. We can see a trend. DeFi market makers, automated market makers as well. So Solania is definitely worth a look. At the moment, 50% of Sol is is uh, locked up in staking. So I'm expecting price to start pumping relatively soon. Let's look at Sol versus BTC. I can't resist the charts, can I? Um, it's been losing quite a bit of value versus BTC uh, since it's high on the 24th of February. But that's to be expected. A bit of a pattern forming. We're probably going to form the eve to this Adam uh, pattern over the next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, things are looking bullish for anything DeFi at the moment. Speaking of DeFi, Chainlink Labs. There's a lot of action going on to Chainlink. And this week in Chainlink, they posted... Um, a list of what's been happening. So there's a few integrations. So Illumio, Trust Token, Deploy and Stack OS. Uh, so there's actually so much. I'm just going to leave it in the description box below. Um, it's a chainlink's a bit of a no-brainer in terms of value to to the crypto space. It's one of the top ranked cryptocurrencies at the moment. If you're holding Chainlink, it makes sense for me personally. I liquidated my chain link to kind of put into BTC on the weekend so I could take advantage of the all-time high, took some of that into some other things. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not back in chain link yet, but it, you know, it's one of the, it's a, it's a staple coin for me personally. So this is probably the biggest news I saw over the weekend and it's pretty insane. So reported volume of top South Korean crypto exchanges surpassed that of the country stock market. And this is, this is 100% going to be a trend we're going to see across the board in the cryptocurrency space so coinbase has a valuation greater than that of nasdaq okay and you know the, the argument for that is that coinbase has reach with its users you know it is the retail traders exchange of choice and with reach and you know a strong user base they can pretty much pivot to anything anything really and take advantage of that despite the little btc they have obviously you guys can tell that really bothers me that i have so little btc but it's, it's probably going to be beneficial for us if you're holding bitcoin but um you know this isn't this is no joke when you see that crypto the amount of trading volume on crypto exchanges is surpassing that of traditional markets and yes crypto exchanges have a bit of an advantage that they're 24 7 stock market doesn't uh, trade 24-7 but still this is huge huge news and 
we're likely to start seeing this pop up in more and more countries and then crypto is just going to take over. Um, there's always going to be a place for legacy markets, but, but, and this is the interesting thing, what's going to stop a Coinbase providing exposure to traditional stocks? Can you, can you foresee a future where Coinbase lists Tesla, like actual Tesla stock and not a derivative? Yes. Apple stock and not a derivative? Yes. They're just going to turn into the Robinhood or whatever the equivalent is um, for retail traders because they already have exposure to trading crypto and they and they can, you know, this is this is why Coinbase is valued at so much because there's just more interest in crypto at the moment and then they can bridge to to legacy markets whereas legacy finance is going to, is struggling to kind of bridge the gap over to crypto so big big news. So we're going to move on from that one. So like I said, you know, I love my on-chain data. Again, follow me on Twitter because I do post on-chain analytics and updates. Um, so this is some interesting on-chain data from Santiment. Okay, so um, they looked at what what the largest whales are kind of uh, holding at the moment. And what's the increase in, 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 you know, what daily whale transactions were they looking to acquire? At the moment, it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, Link and Binance coin. Okay. So again, bear in mind whales, just because they're whales, it doesn't mean that they're not going to sell these coins. But historically speaking, whales tend to sell uh, sell their coins at a much slower rate compared to, to the average average trader. And don't forget, you know, these whales are likely to be, um, some of these are likely to be hedge funds or grayscale Bitcoin trust, et cetera, et cetera. So when you see things like this, it's really worth paying attention to. So, you know, Link is popping up again. Binance coin is pop again, popping up again. I liquidated my Binance coin just because, um, you know, I, I at first I didn't, but for me personally, I, I just think there's more ROI from FTX token and, I've, and you know Binance coin has been one of those coins I've been holding and trading since it basically came out but let's just <laughs> take a look at Binance coin on the chart versus Bitcoin because I just want to see how it's been performing and it's actually not that bad it has kind of given away quite a bit of value I've probably been a bit impatient and to be fair it's likely just to kind of see a trend reversal here because there's quite a lot of uh, demand and uh, buying pressure here um and it does look like it has is reaching a level of support so you know binance coin could start seeing an uptick again uh versus btc um but for me ftx token has just kind of been the one um but lastly and this is just a bit of commentary from the space uh barstool sports day portner admits he's wrong about bitcoin well it's kind of a no-brainer about that one because he sold multiple times and he calls himself paper hands um so he purchased two hundred thousand dollars worth of bitcoin and this is this is the thing i kind of want to highlight for you guys is like zoom zoom out and have a long-term plan when when you're committing to bitcoin because if if you don't believe in the thing you're holding you shouldn't be holding it so it's good that he kind of sold it because you know he i mean he sold it at a loss which isn't good but you have to really understand the asset that being said a really easy way for you kind of to kind of circumvent things like this is just don't go all in. He committed $200,000 to uh, Bitcoin, um, you know, when it was trading around $12,000. If there's an altcoin that you like or any coin that you like, um, scale in bit by bit. You're not missing anything. Have some exposure, 
you don't have to go all in or if you're extremely confident that's completely fine and then jump in that's fine that makes sense but there's no reason just to go all in on something and yolo and uh not really understand firstly how these markets move and the expectations and volatility like but also the underlying fundamentals of the project the charts the, sen the sentiments um current market trends um you know this isn't this isn't uh financial advice it's just my opinion but you know kind of you have to be smart about these things and you know we're not immune you know we're, we're not immune to own inherent biases so anyone could be a dave portnoy you know we're not we're not we're not better than this guy um but yeah that's it for today's video guys um the patreon will be opening back up uh i had some really good feedback from everyone that's been testing it there's going to be no more testing moving forward um basically going to segment it out so it's just going to be the, the discord trading group first which is going to provide signals charting etc etc and then just because there's, there's a bit more to do on the website that'll be released later um but but people that do join the discord will have access to the website of course um but it just means that the educational courses just need to have a bit more tweaking um and then then uh, you know you can you can have complete access so i'll probably uh drop that end of the week there will be an early access kind of like discount for people because i know a lot of you been have been following me for like three three four years now and yeah i just want to give you quite a fair fair price because i like you guys it's really cool um is there anything else oh yeah i interviewed my friend who is working in visual arts and, and creates nfts we're going to be doing a giveaway for an nft you have to it's an interview basically but he actually created the nft during the interview which was really cool so we'll be giving that away i just need to find out how much the gas fees were for him to mint it and pay him and then we'll, we'll create a uh twitter post which for you guys can like follow him like and comment um, retweets and then we can give away uh, the nft to one of you uh as well which we'll we'll you'll learn about in the podcast which i should be releasing as soon as i get that the info on an nft um but that's it for today guys hope you have an amazing day i shall catch you on wednesday with the next video or maybe in between depending on how things seem um wishing you guys all the very best